Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine, and we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after <laughs> forever and ever. No. No. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story, and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Hello, beautiful. Welcome to your favorite podcast, The New Truth, episode 87, How to Find the One. Psych! <laughs> we can't even try. We can't even try to name a podcast. <laughs> it's good, though. It's like it's like you, you, you dangle a carrot, what they want, and then you give them what they actually need. So... As I'm sure those of you who've been with us for a while, <laughs> you know what's coming. Um, but we, Catherine messaged me this morning and said, hey, we've never actually gone directly at this concept of the one. And so that's why we named the podcast episode, How to Find the One, because I mean, I've been watching some uh, love reality TV lately, just as uh, market research, and <laughs> it's extraordinarily, extraordinarily painful. Um, but everyone's looking for the one, the one, the one, this like diamond in the mm -hmm. rough. I know she's out there. Um, I, you should tell the story about that message you saw this morning. I will. Yeah. I will. Right. Let's start there. So... The message I saw this morning in a Facebook group was essentially a woman asking the group, what do you do when your dream man walks into the store that you're in, but you're too afraid to introduce yourself or feeling too insecure to begin to start to flirt? And I feel like we need to do an episode on that, on how to actually flirt and how to not be insecure and afraid to introduce yourself. But the problem was that she referred to this human as her dream man, this person she didn't know. <laughs> and my biggest problem with finding the one is we act like it's something that happens to you. Love is not something that happens to you. There is no one because you put all this pressure on another human being to provide all your fulfillment and happiness, which is going to destroy your relationship and not going to work. Then two, acting like the partner isn't someone that you choose and that you're going to keep choosing or not over and 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 over again. I don't even call my husband the one. Andrew's my husband that I choose. I have never, ever said I found the one, right? I found the person I'm going to marry. That would be how I introduced him to friends or started talking to him about my, with my parents. But the, the one creates victimization and infantilization, especially of women. And two, this idea of no personal responsibility for partnership, because then we have the people in relationship who say, well, I must not have met the one if now we're struggling, or it must not be the one if we're having disagreements or we're disconnected or having an off day, right? Oh, I chose wrong. Now I need somebody else because they're not the one. What? 
That's crazy. Yeah. So it's a setup. The one, this idea of the one, which only comes from our fairy tale, fantasy, dream, you know, programming that we talk about so much. It's a setup for your saboteur to be in charge in your relationship and the little girl inside who's a princess waiting for a prince to come rescue her. But if, as long as you're waiting for a prince, you're going to be powerless in relationship. You are, like you said, no radical responsibility. You're a queen and the queen doesn't like, you are the one, um, you are the one you, you, you know, we spend years trying to find this person, but all your actually like what's actually occurring in relationship is you're meeting parts of yourself. I, um, was with a girlfriend last night and she had this beautiful, sexy week with this new man in her life. And my reaction to her wasn't like most women be like, Oh my God, do you think he's the one? Is he your soulmate? Like, Holy crap. Do you think you're going to be in a relationship? And my reaction was like, wow, thank you for sharing this expansive experience. I'm like, how amazing that those parts mm-hmm. of you got to be activated and that you got to experience the depth of who you are because somebody else activated it in you. So when we are chasing this, the one, it keeps us chasing the external to feel something, to feel worthy, good enough. It's yes. coming from lack. It's coming from there's something missing inside of me and I need you to fill it versus I take responsibility for all of me. I'm responsible for everything I want to feel. And I pay attention to how I feel when I'm around other people. And when I meet a, a romantic partner and I feel good about myself and I feel confident and I feel beautiful and I feel, you know, cherished and adored and respected and honored and seen and heard and vice versa, you know, then, okay, this makes good material for a relationship and then honest conversation and openness. The new paradigm is not this like illusion of what it's supposed to look like. And, you know, I, did I speak to the thing about the bachelor and about how she was constantly talking about how she just wanted the engagement? No. Okay. So, I've been, I just watched The Bachelorette and this girl, Katie on The Bachelorette just kept, I know I mentioned it last week, but I I couldn't remember if I actually shared the story. So she, the whole, like, if you watch it, you know what I'm talking about. The whole season, she just kept saying, I just want an engagement. I just want an engagement. That's all I want. I'm just want an engagement. I just want to meet the one. I want an engagement. And she, and then she kept fearing that guys were there for the wrong reasons, wrong reasons, quote unquote, which apparently means if they're there for fame, that's the wrong reasons, but to be attached to finding the one in an engagement, that's the right reasons. I mean, I guess in the bachelor world, it, <laughs> it makes sense. But, you know, to mm. me, I'm just like sitting there going, you're doing the same fucking thing. You're there for the wrong reasons, too. You're so attached to this result that you're not even actually fully in the experience. Like, how about I, I want to meet someone I feel good to be around. I want to meet someone who I'm so intrigued by that. I feel, you know, that I feel curious about that. I feel that I want to like build a relationship and get to know people and see like who lights up my, who lights up my fire instead of like, I just want an engagement. I just want to meet the one. Well, now you're, you're putting the, the fantasy idea of what you think you're supposed to have in front of the experience. Yes. 
I so love everything you just said. And my favorite thing, even with clients, I'm sure you say this is always, I'm so happy you're having this experience when they start dating. This is an experience. This is an experience. And with the bachelorette, you know, I've often said, watch your intention, right? Because if you, you can have an intention to get engaged, but then, but then know that you're not asking for a healthy relationship. Yeah. Right. Like if that's all you want, sure. Find someone who will happily just put a ring on it and you will not live happily ever after. And you'll spend your entire relationship betraying yourself and abandoning yourself and being pissed about why you don't have what you want. But if your intention is to create a healthy relationship, so how to find the one is become the one and stop looking for the one. Yeah. So what does becoming the one? You know, we always come back to this. Do you know who you are? Do you know what you stand for? Do you know how to be in integrity with yourself? And most of the patterns that women learn is in order to find love, I have to betray myself. In order to find love, I have to abandon myself. In order to find love, I have to become someone I'm not. That's all the childhood patterns. Patterning. So becoming the one is knowing who you are authentically, right? That's it. And knowing that who you are is enough, that who you are is worthy. And that most of all, it will always come back to this. And seven years into my marriage, this hasn't changed. I am responsible for my happiness. It is not Andrew's job to make me happy. Becoming the one is knowing what makes you happy. And I've been thinking also about how we do, we behave a certain way when we're dating, right? And then we find the one and then we stop doing the things that actually made us light up and attractive and confident and happy before we started dating. And then we act like we're surprised our relationships fall apart. So there is no one, right? And we all know at this point, unless maybe you're like 10 years old listening to our podcast. There are some 10 year olds. You're going to fall in love many times. Every single ex-boyfriend I've had has, has remained in my heart and that I hope the best for them. They I've transformed who I am through every single person I've ever gone on a date with. And that's the best of dating, right? Who am I becoming as a result of living my intentions? Because your patterns don't change until you change. And the idea of the one messes all of us up. And mostly for me is watching what happens to people in relationship, the pressure, even when they've met an aligned partner, the moment you call him or her, the one, the pressure that then gets put on that person or on your relationship. Right. And then everyone starts questioning whether or not they've chosen wrong because you're just dealing with actually really healthy and normal things that happen in relationship because you have two people joining forces in a relationship. So there is no one. You are the one. You are responsible for your happiness. You are responsible for your well-being. And that is the most important keys to actually dating and having an intention to find a healthy partnership, which I hope is the intention, yeah. not just to get a ring or get yeah. married. Yeah. Cause if it's coming from, if that's the desire, then it's coming from, it's coming from lack. It's coming right. from me, not feeling worthy, lovable, good enough. And once I have that thing, it's the trap of the ego or saboteur is like, once I have that thing, then I'll feel better, which is why women get into relationship. And when they really like someone, 
they're they or even when they don't like someone, but they're just like worried about their age or their time clock or whatever, they're pushing to the next mm. thing and trying to check the next box and get the next thing from him. So there's more commitment, more commitment, but it's rooted in fear. Yes. I mean, even the idea of forever is rooted in fear. It's like, oh, I found my forever person. It's like maybe, maybe you're gonna actually still like that person five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years. Maybe you're gonna hate them. <laughs> maybe <laughs> it's maybe you're gonna grow in completely different directions. None of us know know what's coming. And yet when we, when we're so attached to it being forever, basically we're communicating to the universe and to ourselves that this feels so good. And I'm afraid that I'm never going to feel this good again. So I need to like capture it and put it in a, in a jar and keep it forever. Or I need to like claim that you're the one so that I know that like I'm safe forever, that I'll have that person forever. Because as women, we've been indoctrinated our whole entire lives still to this day, every day of our lives, we will be indoctrinated with old paradigm messages that our worth is determined by whether or not we have a partnership and a marriage and kids and a picket fence. And like, it's like, we've checked all the boxes and we're doing life exactly as we're told how it's supposed to go. And the reality is every woman is so unique. And I love what you said about like, about the all, all how every single relationship and every single love counted and mattered. When we hold on to this idea of the one, it like discounts all the other ones. Like, okay, this right. is the one, you know, I, I, um, I love the new show Sex Life on TV, which is, uh, or on Netflix, which is, um, it's interesting because it's it's like an old paradigm relationship and she cut off all these parts of herself and then she starts fantasizing about her ex. Mm. Have you seen it? Mm-mm. Oh, it's really good. It's really, really good. She starts fantasizing about her ex who she had crazy, hot, beautiful sex with, but also really deep, deep love. But there was some trauma in there, which is why it never worked. And so it's actually fat. You should totally watch it and we should debrief it on an episode. because It's really fascinating. Um, but on that show, she like she she cuts off parts of herself in her marriage. So, of course, it comes out sideways. And of course, she's fantasizing about her ex. Anyways, the, I was not even going to talk about the show, but the characters, uh, the lovers fell in love in real life. And I watch, I just checked mm. them out on Instagram to see um, what their posts are like. And every single post, oh, he's my forever person. Yet like, the woman, she just got divorced a year ago. And she's now posting that her new boyfriend that she met on the show is her forever mm. guy and whatever. Maybe they're quoting the show or so. I don't know. But still, it's just like. You just were married with kids, like have kids. You're, you know, you were married for like 10 or 12 years or something like that. And now like, oh, that's, he's not the one. Now this one's the one. Now this one's the forever. And it's just, to me, it just feels like childish, childish language. It is. And that the, the main thing, like the passion I always come back to around the fairy tale is it is all a childish fantasy and no accountability for how we show up in love. Yeah. And that's the biggest problem. And, and yes, I don't discount any of my partnerships. I do feel like I need to make a plug for the people that like are still obsessing about their ex. Make sure you listen to the last episode we did. Like they're probably definitely not the one or was right for you. If they're no longer in your life and they broke up with you or they cheated on you or they're toxic, like that's not it, my friend, that's not it. But every relationship, every lover is a lesson And can you imagine if we were only destined to have one soulmate in our life? That's insane. Yeah. And even when you have an aligned partnership, you have to be an active participant. Yes. 
I'm part of the problem. The fairy tale is the whole message is all you have to do is find your Prince Charming and then you live happily ever after. And we don't have enough examples. And it's kind of crazy, like how intoxicating all the reality love TV shows are, because we don't really have lots of examples of seeing couples respect one another, actually deal with life together. And this is why you need to slow the fuck down when you're dating, because on one date, no, you have not met your dream person. No, you have not met the one you don't know. You don't know, but stop even, we want you to stop using this language at all. That's why we're doing this episode. Throw away, right? Become the one, someone that you love being with, that you treat yourself like someone you love. All the ways that you wish a lover would treat you. Go listen to our episode about the truth about a man prioritizing you. Start being a lover to yourself. Treat yourself the way you want to be treated. And then you'll know the kind of behavior that you're okay with. Right. And then you won't settle for crumbs. Go listen to that episode (laughs) Um, on our podcast. Yeah. And you know, like, you know, when it's coming from this wounded place, when you're like checking your phone every five minutes, if they haven't messaged you, when you're, when you're feeling really good, when you're with them and really bad, when you're not with them, I I had shared with you before we got on, but that story about my girlfriend yesterday, who she was building this beautiful connection with this guy. And then you know, right now he's not really showing up and her, instead of her being like, Oh my God, he doesn't like me. He's not showing up. She was like, I know who I am. I'm a fucking queen. And that's just a no for me right now. And I am just going to focus on myself because I love who I am. And so if you are not there, this is the time to work with Catherine, work with me, get to a place where you start to feel anchored in who you are, because when you're dating from lack, when you're dating from insecurity, when you're dating from not knowing who you are, from fear, from doubt, from protective walls around your heart where no one can get in, it is so much harder. You have to do the inner work to be anchored and rooted in all of who you are. So that doesn't mean you're not like, of course, life is expansion and contraction. You're going to have moments where you feel, Catherine and I have moments all the time where we question ourselves, forget who we are, you know, feel insecure. It's not about there's no arrival point where all of a sudden you just feel better, but you have so many tools and awareness and support systems around you that allow you to stay in that, to come back to that expansion in the moments that you forget and to know when you're selling yourself out and when you're making choices that are keeping you small, as opposed to making choices that are helping you expand. So you know, letting go of, I love that you said, letting go of all the language, like let go of the language of forever, let go of the language of the one, let go of the language of my soulmate. Like I believe in soul connections for sure. We we're going to have many in your lifetime, but like, let go of this finite one person, one thing, because you, you, my love may have 10 more love stories in your lifetime. You might have two, you might have 30, (laughs) you might have one, None of us know. And that's what makes life so, ex- so special. Expansive and exciting and extraordinary. <laughs> All of the things that make it so exquisite yeah. is that we don't know and that we get like everything in front of us is a surprise. And, you know, when you come from like taking responsibility for filling yourself up, for feeling anchored and rooted, for feeling, you know, all of who you are. And then you bring that woman to dates. I mean, my God you're going to be, yeah, yeah. You're (laughs) adding them up with a stick. And, um, and like, that's the most irresistible woman in any room is a woman who's full of herself. 
who's filled up within herself. So put your focus there instead of trying to find the one because you are it. Take the pressure off. And you are not asking for too much to have someone show up for you. But speaking of dating with insecurity and fear, right? If you don't believe you're worth it, that's how you settle for crumbs. That's how you tell yourself that there's such a thing as the one. So maybe you don't even see the man in front of you who is devoted to you and showing up for you and behaving like a really good friend. I mean, how many times has that happened for people in our lives, right? The person was right in front of you the whole time, but you can't see them because you're addicted to the idea of the one of what it's supposed to look right. You are the chooser. That's the last thing I want to say, like, stop trying to be chosen. Yes. You are the chooser. You are the queen. You are the one. And the person you want, if partnership is what you want, is someone who enthusiastically chooses you too. Not someone that you had to convince or cajole or tie down or manipulate or make feel horrible for not doing the things that you want to do. And that's what the inner work is, right? Arriving in the point that all that stuff gets healed so that you can show up in alignment with who you are and you stop living from such an intensely reactive place, worrying about what other people are doing all the time rather than actually focusing on you. So I'm so happy we did this today. I can't believe it took us 87 episodes <laughs> to talk about the one, but... We love you and we hope you send this to a friend who may need to hear this message too. Yes, love you. Hi, it's Kate. Thanks so much for listening to the New Truth Podcast. For more of Catherine and I, come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. We are in there. That's where we're sharing all about our programs and our free workshops that we do. Um, You can come join us there and ask as many questions as you want about the podcast episodes, about dating, relationships, any struggles you're having out there. We would love to support you. So come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group and we will see you soon.